Welcome to the City Church Podcast, your home for all of the audio and sermons from City Church St. Petersburg. We meet every week at 10 a.m. at the Sundial AMC Movie Theater, 151 2nd Avenue North in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. This summer here, and um, I don't know if you know what the Psalms is. It's kind of, if you open your Bible... Uh, it, it's the big book, almost near the middle, uh, 150 uh, collected um, songs. They're actually prayers. And so if you um, came this morning, uh, this is the prayer book of God's people who are uh, longing to obey his word and waiting for his kingdom to make all things new. Um, this is the, the thing that we're, if you came this morning and you, said, I'm not sure, I didn't really come desperate for prayer, but um, maybe, maybe this would be a way that God would open you to see your need for prayer today in our time together in the scriptures. Um, maybe you came desiring to obey God's word. Maybe you really don't care. What does God really have to say to me that matters right now? Um, maybe in this time together, God would awaken your heart to get a small taste that his word is important and actually speaks to us right now, today, in the things you're going through. Maybe um, you came dreaming about the renewal of God's kingdom, and you can't wait to see him make all things new around you in the lives of the people that you've come to love, the places you live and work. Maybe you really don't have a vision for that. And, and maybe this would be a time God would use to awaken you to a taste of what all things made new might really be about. See, this morning we're here in the midst of a lot that's wrong, right? A lot of things wrong in our world. Um, there's a lot that's broken. And so I'm just going to ask, maybe you just lean into that longing for what's not right to be made right this morning. That there would be something stirred in you, that racism would be annihilated, that injustice would be no more, that broken relationships would cease to exist, that betrayal would just never happen, that separation from people we love um, would not be anymore a reality, that we wouldn't face things that are messed up and broken like cancer, that, that we wouldn't see death and be separated, that we wouldn't face disaster. That's the longing I ask the Lord to open my heart to this morning. And maybe you'd ask the same. Um, can you think of a time in your life when you needed help? Anything come to mind when you think of a season, a moment? Some of you say, I've never needed help in my life. Um, and you're very uh, dominant personalities. You're going to capture the hill even if everyone tells you, no, I can't do that. That can't be done. Some of you might be the kind that are always asking for help. Um, you just, it comes real natural and you kind of expect it and need it. Um, but there's something that happens whether we're on either side of that spectrum or right in the middle. When we think about needing help, um, it, it, maybe you can remember learning how to ride a bike as a kid. Anyone have somebody else help you learn to ride a bike? I remember my dad holding the back of my seat as I'm pedaling for the first time, trying to figure out what balance is making lots of crashes, getting skin knees. I needed help. And there's something that happens in a moment when a youngster's learning to ride his bike that recognizing his need for help, I could get 
the assistance to learn that thing I was striving to figure out. Um, maybe uh, you, you were planning a party or finishing a math assignment and you just said, man, I am over my head. Help. Um, please rescue me. Um, maybe there was a time you can remember getting real sick or having to go to the doctor, the ER maybe, and, and you just needed somebody to get you there. Uh, I, isn't it such an overwhelming thing that they don't have... Um, you know, that, that parking assistance at the hospital when you go to the ER, you need somebody else to get you there sometimes. That's a big thing. can't drive yourself. They don't have um, that option if you're real bad and you got to go straight to the ER. You can't leave your car sitting there. So somebody might help you in that moment. That's awesome. And um, maybe you face, even today, deep loss, a friendship. That's just no more. You wish was still there. You have an ache in your soul. Maybe you come today and you're stuck. Just needing a, a nudge. You're, you're stuck maybe um, in a crisis, an emergency situation. These things of help can help us to start recognizing where do we go when we need assistance? What do we do? Do we barrel through or do we put up our hand and ask? Um, and how's that working? Like, how's that working out for us? The, the places we go for help or don't go for help, how's that really serving us? Is it giving us life? Is it stoking our soul to something greater? Or are we stuck? Um, it's with these things in mind that I believe the, the Lord would have us to come to his word together. So I'm just going to enter into uh, Psalm 124 this morning. Um, 124. It's the beginning of book five, if you know your soul, uh, the book of Psalms. If you don't, no problem. Um, it, it's, a, it's a collection. Of, but this is the fifth book after a lot of, of sorrow and lament and moaning over what's not right in the world. The psalmist now, David here, is going to push our hearts to praise. But he's going to do it in the most unexpected way. He's going to get our imagination flowing to do it. So you might not have come thinking, man, I'm going to open God's word and stoke my imagination. That's what actually God would have us to do together, I believe. So this is Psalm 124. Um, if you have your Bible or a screen with it, um, feel free to um, pull that out now and keep it close. But I'm going to read it. If, if you don't have one, just, just listen. This is um, the word of God um, for us. Um, a song of ascent of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. Then their anger was kindled against us. The flood then would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging water. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. City Church, this is the word of God written over 2,000 years ago and intended for us this morning. Um, this is Jesus Christ, our rescuer. You might not think in the Psalms you'd find Jesus but we're going to find him in there because we believe this is a whole book all about. And it may be 
uh, what it's stoking in us points us to him. But if you look at verse 8 specifically here this morning, our help is in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a key to a strong and rescuer. It's a helper that might come and actually hear us when we call to him. He's not the dad that wasn't there for us or the friend that ran away from us. When we called, I need you, they weren't there. He's the one who comes to the help and assistance of those who call for him. So that is why we open this scripture this morning. And that is what we're going to look at together. We're going to organize our time together um, as the Lord's promised to stay with us after everyone else is gone. We can count on that. And we're going to say, let's ponder together the what if. We're going to praise the what is. And then we're going to proclaim what will be. Three Ps. Ponder, praise, and proclaim. I'll lead you through it if you forget along the way. Um, ponder, what if. Okay, so in our time here, we're going to look at a little context. This is the, a section in the Psalms where um, Israel would make three pilgrimages. This is the people of God, the, the, the ancient Near East. They would take three pilgrimages annually to the city of Jerusalem, up on a hill. It was a treacherous journey they had to pass to get to this city. The three feasts would be, they, they would celebrate Passover. Um, the, the firstborn son did not die because the lamb died in its place. So they would celebrate. This is a reason to celebrate. Every harvest they had a, a, a reason to celebrate. That's the second feast, the, the feast of weeks, the feast of first fruits. Everything is just on the field. The, the, the season of planting and waiting is over. Let's celebrate the bounty that's in the fields and give God the first bit off the plants. They had a reason, that second reason to celebrate. They also had a reason every time they celebrated the Feast of Booths, their tabernacles. And so these three things would lead them to this city every, every year. But guess what? Along a hard journey, anyone ever crank the radio real loud when you're taking a road trip? This is kind of like what it is. Um, you need to sing your way through a dangerous or tiresome part of the trail. And so this is, maybe it was that... Uh, 12 or 14 or 24 hour like college trip. I'm getting home after school. Um, I went to school in Chicago, so it was a long trip to get home to Maryland. Uh, I can remember a lot of way too many cups of coffee and cranking tunes hoping to stay awake. This is the song that Israel would sing to one another. This is one of the 15 in this section of the song book. That's supposed to remind us of what is going on in reality. Give us some perspective when we're weary. So if you're weary this morning from a week of roughness, this is the song you get to listen to everyone else singing and call you back into perspective. Ponder your what if. It's kind of like a, 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 almost, a thing that almost happened. The psalmist is inviting us to assemble these things. Think of what could have taken place in your life. You know, we often think about what took place and we might, get stuck on some of those things. But what about the things that never happened? Those are supposed to beckon us in. Maybe you had a dear near-death experience, an unexplainable coincidence um, that, that got you a last-minute itinerary change, some kind of an unplanned visit that changed the way that things went, a doctor's appointment, and you found out a critical health concern. Um, 
There's lots of things that are what if. So what if uh, we turn towards uh, internal rescues from trouble that others may not have seen? Okay. What if you got what you deserved? What if um, you were hopelessly paralyzed for shame? Maybe you still are. What if um, trauma would leave you so wounded that you would have to spend all your days numbing instead of dealing with living and moving on and healing? See, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, this, if you have um, had not experienced this freedom from rescue, maybe um, your soul is stuck. Maybe you need to forget, um, maybe you've forgotten you have a rescuer. Maybe you didn't even know that you needed one. These are the kinds of things that this psalmist is stirring us this morning. What about our what ifs? Our places that we need to be rescued can actually be places of praise. The things that did not happen, what if they're not just accidental? What if you're changing lanes was not a coincidence that you didn't get in that car wreck? But what if it was the sovereign hand of an almighty loving God who was looking after you and had a different plan for your life than being done at that moment? What if? What if? And so we're, we're just going to lean into some of these questions. What, what if Jesus, let's think about if, if you know Jesus this morning or have heard about him. What if, the, what if things were way worse? What if, um, what if every sinner in the planet had to pay for their own sins? What if there was no rescue possible? What if we were all going to be held accountable and whether we had a 100% perfect record was the only way we could get in to heaven? What if that was God's standard? What if Jesus was there and, and, and he, his love was really fickle? What if one of God's children were to be lost? See, the what ifs, can actually get us to stop and take a deep breath. Because as we let our imaginations go crazy about what could have happened, let me just say, some of which we know about, and much of which we do not have a clue of what could have happened. If we had the God perspective and all that could have happened, we'd be blown away. So let's just take a deep breath. Those things didn't happen. We're here. It's not an accident that each of us is in this room today. We have our God, and he's on our side. Is he on your side this morning, City Church? Is the Lord on our side? Maybe you didn't know it, but there's a hand of a loving creator who not only knit you together, the scriptures tell us, in your mother's womb, but he's been sustaining you and guiding your life. To where you are right now. Even through some of the places you say. Is he really on my side? If he was. Would he really have allowed that? He's been guiding your steps. His hand has not been far off. But you. In order to call for help. In order to realize you needed rescue. You've got to stop and put your hand up. And take inventory. And recognize. Recognize. Who is it that stands for you? Do you have someone that's your advocate? If it had not been the Lord who was on your side, there's kind of like, if you're looking at the text in verse 2, there's this thing going on. You notice the little repetition. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, oh yeah, let Israel now stay. 
if it had not been the Lord. There's almost like this um, leader, almost like a worship leader, calling out, hey, people of God, City Church, if it hadn't been the Lord who was on our side, let it, let City Church now say, let's try that together. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let City Church now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. It's inviting us into the song. It's inviting us to participate when people rose up against us. Are you the kind of person who's aware of your enemies? Do you know people sometimes don't like you? Some of us are keenly aware of that. Others of us are clueless to that. And wherever you are on that spectrum this morning, the, the God who made us wants us to know there's a helper who can be on our side when people rise up against us. In the, in the specific um, character writing this, think David. David's the king. David's the guy who was the shepherd boy. Um, and in his story, and I don't know all of your stories. You don't know all of mine. Um, but in David's story, everybody has a story. And God uses our stories in and through to sing his song. It's not actually devoid of your story that you're supposed to get outside of you and then become this praising being. God does it through your story. David's doing it through his story. Here, he's been through a lot of crap. He had, it, he had a, the king throw a spear at him. Try to kill him. Like, uh, he had a whole army try to annihilate him. A big giant was mocking his God, and, and he, like, could have been the next meal of that giant. I mean, David has had a lot of opposition in his life. He's not speaking in hypothetical about people rising up against him. Maybe you can think of some people that have risen up in your story. Maybe it was someone you didn't expect, like a, a parent that should have been there for you, a friend. Whoever it is, why would people come up against you? Well, some of them, I mean, they're just mean. People are mean sometimes. Uh, maybe for God's people, it's because there's something light going on in their hearts and their souls and their life. And don't people don't like light when it exposes their darkness, right? So sometimes that can be why people might rise up. Um, evil doesn't like, even doesn't like when God's people are singing songs of praise to him in a hard road. And evil's going to want to put all sorts of obstacles in the path of someone who's singing and calling other people to sing. So whatever the reason evil would rise up or people would come, it's going to happen whether we are expecting it or in the middle of it or have never seen it. So what, what do you do when people rise up? Do you have someone on your side when there's a strong threat of evil? See, on the road that they would be traveling when they're singing this song, ancient Israel, there would be really dangerous places where robbers were known to hang out. Robbers that would want to do you in. And if you don't have a group of people calling out to you and reminding you when you don't see everything you might need to see around the corner, and if you don't have others who are there to help protect you, you're a sitting duck. This is why community is so important. This is why there's a call and response in this psalm. Because we were made to have others engaged in our spiritual journeys. We're not just supposed to go off in our island and hang out with Jesus forever. He invites us into community. To be his people together. And guess what happens when that happens? It gets messy. It gets hard. 
But that's why we're there for one another. And we're going to let each other down. But when people rose up against us, God was maybe on their side. David says this is what makes the difference in his life. He says otherwise things would have happened. Verse 3, we would have been swallowed alive. It's like um, a big beast. You guys remember the sandlot? It's like, it's like that. The big beast across the fence. That's the kind of thing that's going to grind your bone. Like nasty, nasty monster. It's almost as if our enemies kind of take on this hideous shape. of uh, They want our end. They want our destruction. One bite and we're gone. Well, we would have also been swept away, David writes. Verse 4, it's like... Um, there's, there's a chaotic water that's rising up. It's untamable and, and, and it's welling up from the bottom. It's like the, the, the bounds of the earth. You don't know, it, we've got a well where we live. We never lived on a place that had a well before. We're out in the country, um, seeing what's next for our, our story. And, uh, and there's just water under the, under the ground. And it's like the bounds of that <laughs> unleashed and the waters rise from the, from the ground. We're going to get swept away. There's no way to not, unless you just carry boats around with you on your journey. Like there's no way not to be swept away. We would have been done. The flood then from the top, verse 11, sorry, verse 5, um, the flood that's going to come over us from the top, a torrent is going to come down, verse 4. The waters would have gone over us in the raging waters. So the, the waters are going to come up, the, monster, the, the, the dogs are going to eat us and grind us, the, the, the water from the bottom, the waters from the downpours of the heavens. We're going, to be, we're going to be gone. There's not a chance. If God's not with us, these are the three metaphors, David says. It's like those things are going to take place. It's not an if, it's a when. Maybe this praising, this, this thinking and pondering what if would lead us to then secondly, verses 6 and 7. Praise for what if. Praise God. This is meant to lead us to lift our eyes to the one who's in charge. Disaster is imminent. It could have happened. We're here. Why? Look up, City Church. Look to the maker of the mountains. Look to the one who made the beautiful sunsets that you see here in southwest Florida all the time. Look up to the heavens. Praise the one who's protected you. He is present. Um... Bless him. It's, it's, it's verse 6. There's a blessed be the Lord. This is, this is the response of those who recognize they're still around for a reason. Let's tell God he's amazing. He's kept us here for a reason. We've been selected to live. It's like um, sometimes that happens in weird ways. I can think of a, of a book when we were moving recently. My wife uh, and, and my, we love books. Um, kind of hard to get rid of books when you're moving. Sometimes they get lost. Um, so we, I was pulling boxes out and putting something on the shelf in a, in a place that's month to month while we see what God's doing now in our next season. And I pulled this title. It's called Selected to Live. And it was a story of a Holocaust survivor who um, he never would have thought, but God used a weird way to rescue her. Um, she came to know the Lord in the home she was hiding. It wasn't about surviving the Holocaust, although that was quite amazing and rare and unbelievable. There was a greater rescue in her story that happened in a twist of the turn. What if the Lord would use such twists in the turns to 
keep us alive for such a time as we cannot imagine. A greater rescue when we say we're a mess. David is there and he's beckoning us. Bless the Lord, City Church. Bless the Lord that what could have happened didn't happen. Bless the Lord. Because there's something quite amazing here. If you look at the, the, the not only have we gotten out of the sheep, the, the, the praise teeth in verse 6, but there's something happening in verse 7. This imagery of a bird. Um, we're not birders. Anybody birders in this room? Do you guys trap birds? I haven't really met one before. Um, so I just had to ask, just in case I was missing something here. But we're not up on birding um, in terms of that way. We like to watch them. Um, Sarasota's got the Celery Hills. I'm sure City Church uh, here in St. Pete, we've got all sorts of good stuff to watch for birds. But in this time, the bird people, the fowlers, those who trapped birds, they were known to set traps that didn't fail. If you had a bird that got away, it's almost as if it's one in a million. One in a billion. Like this is unheard of for a bird to escape from the fowler's trap. That's the grip of the enemy, the evil one, on the souls of man. To get away from that is unheard of. Why would we get away from having to pay for our own wrongs? Why would we get away and still be alive? Why would we get a rescue in a selected-to-live, unexpected way? In the darkest parts of our journeys, one in a million, because you've got a Lord who cares for you. Maybe you don't even know his name yet. Maybe you want to know his name this morning. You want to know that could possibly be true. I invite you to lean into that longing this morning. That maybe there's a one in a million chance you should have made it in here today, but you did. Maybe that wasn't accidental. Maybe you've escaped the snare of the fowler and the snare's been broken because, verse 8 says it, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know, the one that shapes the heavens with his hands. The scripture tells us he took everything by the word of his power and spoke it. I don't know how you believe the world came to be. But uh, in the scriptures, we believe God spoke. This is true. We weren't there. All of us have to believe something, right? None of us were eyewitnesses to this thing ourselves. We got to trust something. God spoke it is what we believe, and it happened. That's radical. That's crazy. That doesn't make sense in our scientific mind. But yet, it's what God said happened. He made everything we see. The matter that our world is made up in. If he can speak it, is he not able to sustain it and mold it and shape it? Is he not able to use weird and unexpected twists in your story along the treacherous journey towards your home, your city that you were made to live in, that this city in St. Petersburg is but a copy of the heavenly city where all will always be good. The peace that we wage at City Church on the city of St. Petersburg mirrors the peace that lives in that eternal city. And we're bringing heaven to earth because God has come to us. What if, City Church, your what if was not an accident? 
that it didn't happen? What if right now you can praise God for what actually is you're here? And what if there's a future confidence? That kind of a God who would orchestrate our lives and the universe in that kind of a way. What if he's got a plan that's so much greater than you can imagine? Would you proclaim it if it was true? Would you want to tell that story? Would you want to invite others into it? I believe this is not an accident. The longing of our soul. Could this be true? That the snare is actually broken. Could it be true that there's a rescuer? That we can bless him for being our helper. That we can celebrate his rescue together on a weekly basis and throughout the week. Could it be true? Could it be true? Well, I believe it is. And the book of Romans tells us a beautiful thing that God, through the Apostle Paul, reminds us of. And I just want to read it as we think about moving to the Lord's table here. If God is for us, Romans says, who can be against us? Maybe you can think of a lot of people that can be against you. But let me remind us of God's word. Who shall separate us? The most important relationship the planet could ever know. Who could separate us from the love of God in Christ? Paul says, can tribulation do it? What about distress? What about persecution? What about famine? What about if I'm naked? What if I'm in danger? What if I'm going to get sliced through with a sword? No, Paul says, in all these things. We are more than conquerors. There's a key. How? Through him who loved us and gave himself for us. He says, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things still to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you have that kind of a rescuer? That kind of a certain lover pursuing you this morning? If you don't, I invite you to consider the perfect love of God on your side. Because it invites you to sing, friends. It invites you to sing when the road is hard and uncertain. And to call one another to remember his truths. It invites you to boldly sing with your voice. To do it as if what you say matters. Because it does. And it invites you to say, I am loved and chosen by God. He is pursuing me. Even in this. And nothing that's yet to come can take that from me. Jesus Christ saves sinners. He lived the perfect life. And he died the death we deserve to die. And he was raised to newness of life to beat sin and death forever. And we, by faith, in what he has done for us, can be a part of that story. And when the going gets tough, we can sing one another through.
Let's pray, City Church.